Hello, everybody, and welcome to this here Event Industry News podcast with me, James Dixon, wishing you all a very good morning, afternoon or evening whenever or wherever you tune in to today's podcast from. Hope everybody's staying safe out there, hopefully enjoying some spring sunshine. We're recording this, you know, sort of late March, so um, this will go out in the next couple of weeks, and uh, hopefully we're experiencing a bit of a better weather and a change in our mood as we start to get back outdoors on this roadmap out of lockdown. Um, and welcome along to not one, not two, but three guests on today's podcast, which always makes my job a hell of a lot easier. Um, and delighted to see on my screen today three very very different backgrounds as people work from their own home scenarios. Um, we are joined today by Dax Kalner, by Katie Stretton and by Matt Sincaglia, who individually will take a few minutes to take, tell us a little bit about their own organisations and what they do individually, but who collectively are here today to talk about the Experiential Marketing Measurement Coalition, the EMMC. Two years in the making, the EMMC is an affiliation of event marketing companies and professionals dedicated to promoting better measurement practices across the industry Whew, i've got through it guys thanks for joining the podcast thank you thanks for, thanks having, for us. having us let's come to you individually as i said first of all to just put into context who you are what you do individually in your own companies dax let's come to you first of all tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and what you do uh thank you dax Colner. i'm the strategy director at smile which is a uk-based event marketing experiential marketing company um, yes, I'm American. I've spent 20 years, <laughs> over 20 years in this industry, starting in the US, and then I've been here in the UK for two years. And I also founded this EMMC, Experiential Marketing Measurement Coalition, about just over two years now. So that's Fantastic. my history leading up till now. Fantastic. Great to have you on the, uh, on the show today, Dax. And uh, for those watching the video on the Event Industry News website, a great selection of instruments behind Dax as he joins us from his home studio. Katie, um, thanks for being on the podcast today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You're welcome. Um, so I, have, uh, I work for VML Y&R Commerce out of Dubai. I'm actually in the UK, but I work for the Dubai office. And um, uh, I've been working in experiential for about uh, 15 plus years. And I run the strategy um, discipline for anything experiential within that office. Um, so uh, we have a great heritage in lots of shopper activation and end-to-end -end commerce. And it made sense to the business to then add into that um, a more broad experiential offer. Uh, and with that, they set up this unit. And so um, I have, uh, have been working there now for a year and working with Dax to get this thing off the ground um, for the last two years. And, and a She Can Do It poster on her wall uh, yes. that I can see, which is inspirational. Matt, finally to you. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Good to have you on board. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, uh, Matt Sincaglia. I'm the VP of Strategy and Analytics at Red Peg Marketing. We are a Washington, D.C.-based experiential uh, independent firm. I've been around for, for over 25 years. I've been at the agency for uh, going on 12, uh, and I oversee strategy, analytics, but also business development and digital. Uh, so get my hands in a lot of things. And I've also been a part of this kind of founding members coalition for the EMMC over the last two years. Fantastic. And um, as, as a couple of you have said now, it's two years in the making. Dax, let's turn our attention to what we're here to talk about today, which is um, the Experiential Marketing Measurement Coalition. Um, why and how did this idea come about, first of all, two years ago? Well, the story is that um, 
Ever since I started in this space of event marketing, and my first job was at Jack Morton Worldwide in 1999, the industry has been trying to figure this out. How do we effectively measure events? And we gave it a good old try at Jack Morton at the time, and I think we did not do it very well. Um, and then uh, through other agencies, because then I landed at Sparks and Momentum and GES, you know, finally over time started to really get a grasp of measuring what matters when it comes to events. And we'll come back to that, I think, when we talk a bit more about the coalition. Mm -hmm. But when I was at um, GES in the States, I said to my colleagues, you know, we're, we've got something going here in terms of measurement. And the reach and scale of GES suggested to me that we could go broader, that we could take it to the industry. And so then took it and created an industry coalition that began very organically with people like Matt and Katie, who were just within my network originally of, of contacts. And, and so for the first two years of the coalition, it was all this sort of like really behind the scenes, never been announced, not out there. Um, but we were taking on some of the big issues, I think, in terms of establishing some key metrics, some processes, et cetera. And then in December, we, there was maybe about 15 different companies who had joined at that point. In December, we decided it might be time to go public. And that is when we began to develop our external messaging and decided mm -hmm. to, to recruit more members and to, and to finally kind of talk about what we've been doing with the industry and invite others to participate in it. And that's why on February 15th, which is just over a month now, um, we made the pu first public announcements about it. And the reaction has been incredible. I have to say we've had at least 40 companies and people apply to be members. And um, I think people are really seeing the value. And again, I'll go into way more on the reason this exists. But I think the problem is clear, which is there is no like industry body or no consistent and approved and certified approaches to measurement in our space. And I think we're hoping to to resolve that. K Katie, um, mm -hmm. there are f there's fierce competition amongst agencies, organizers, you know, mm -hmm. anybody who works in the events industry will tell you it, it, it has a great ethos for working together and collectively with different organizations. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, when it comes down to business and the economics of it, you are in competition with other people. Mm -hmm. um, the press release itself says that the, the, the EMMC is dedicated to promoting better measurement practices and promoting them. But ultimately, that means that you've got to share them amongst yourselves, first of all. How, have you all had to really adopt quite an open mind and sort of drop the barriers, so to speak, in order to actually achieve what you want to achieve with this? Well, I think so. We're still working through the ways that we're going to share that information. But essentially, there's um, a commitment from all of us because we all are facing the same frustrations in terms of measuring what we do. And we all understand the business value. So to your point, the reason that there's competition within the industry is we're all businesses. We all have money to make. Um, and we all have business relationships with our clients and we need to do the best for them. So, you know, I think the fact that, you know, Dax spoke about how long this has been brewing. It's not just the two years of our conversations, but it's it's ever since he started, it's ever since I started, uh, it's it's a perennial frustration. So what we're putting in place is um, a system that's going to enable a sort of a more anonymous sharing and benchmarking mm -hmm. and also um, a system where that that will be sort of verified externally 
Um, and so that, you know, whether it's being able to understand, you know, what are great benchmarks for experiential within the industry or whether it's being able to prove to clients that you have a robust process that is appropriate, um, there are a number of measures that people can use um, and take advantage of being part of the EMMC. Mm. And of course, Matt, there is such there is such a broad spectrum when it comes to measurement. You know, I've, I'm privileged and in a very fortunate position through the podcast to be able to speak to a lot of people, you know, over 230 odd episodes over the last few years. And, you know, everyone will have their own view on how to do it and why to do it and what the best way to do it is. But ultimately what that leads to is potentially a confusing message for the clients, the people who are wanting to deliver and find out if their events are being successful. So I suppose at some point, if we actually want the best outcome genuinely for our clients, there is going to have to be some joined up thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when, when you think about measurement on the marketing scale at, at large, many channels, many disciplines have standard metrics. I mean, I think about digital, one of the things that, that I oversee and, and you think about engagement rates and you know cost per engagement you think about click through or or uh site visitors or, or average time on site these these things are all all pretty standard across the board but in experiential marketing there hasn't really been that standard and it's been a very challenging thing i think for the for the overall industry to to really grasp um i think a lot of people have different approaches and that's what's causing what this frustration has has sort of led to is you know, we each bring our own approaches to it. And so to be able to to sit here and define and say, here are core metrics that ultimately lead everything to where it goes. And that doesn't mean that there's not the ability for, for customization and, and, uh, and, and making things very specific to the objectives and goals that are laid out for, for any individual project that we have. But having that core set of metrics to be able to benchmark against, to be able to to see how we're we're stacking up against others, is incredibly valuable because we can always get better as organizations. And if you're only measuring against yourself, you really have no idea where where you kind of sit within the ballpark of things. Absolutely, D D Dax. Uh, when it comes to core metrics, um, I, I think a lot of bit of people have been guilty of maybe not looking at. They look at how and what metrics they want to to generate but not necessarily how they're going to present them back to a client who doesn't understand them. How much of the thinking behind the EMMC has come about, not just gen developing some joined up thinking in better measurement of it, but also how to present those measurements back to the clients in a way that they can understand them. Well, it's a good point. I mean, I think one of the things, I guess one of the unspoken principles of the EMMC is simplicity, digestible. You know, you, mm. it, we can't go into a client meeting or we can't expect our you know event teams to go to their internal stakeholders and provide some super complicated array of data um, that's that's may be very sophisticated but is unintelligible to someone who's not an analyst and so yeah. i think it is critical for us to to be communicating simply to explain the rationale and for it to be super clear why this stuff is important so take for example one of our fundamental metrics, I think, is going to be something where this is, by the way, I say going to be because we have like a group that's finalizing this stuff. But one of them is something like impacting propensity to purchase rates, meaning are we able to impact someone's likelihood to purchase as a result of their experience with the event? And that's a pretty core fundamental business outcome oriented way to look at impact 
um, with an event that has an external audience for customers or for prospects. That's pretty simple to explain. We want to change how people feel like we want to change people's likelihood to buy from the company as a result of their experience. And that kind of simplicity has got to be core to our model so that we can help the industry explain it better to people who aren't you know, in measurement as many of us are. And I suppose when it comes to simplicity, there's a there, there's a natural parallel then with some of the content that you're looking that, that that agencies will be developing for their clients and the experiential events that they are creating. You know, you talk to anybody now, and the, and the consumer's attention spans have reduced dramatically. If you're doing video marketing, the content has to be engaging but fairly short because you've only got a short period of time within which that person will remain engaged with it. So. It's obvious in a way, Katie, isn't it, that when you are presenting metrics and stats and figures back to a client, that you adopt those same principles as you would do for presenting the content to their clients? Yeah, I think it's also just good practice to be as simple and straightforward as you possibly can. And also, you know, to think about different ways that that can be presented, whether you're able to do it in some sort of visual representation that they can easily get their head around, which is something else we're looking at in terms of sort of dashboard presentation of information. Um yeah, so we we have to be cognizant of our clients' time as well. You know, they're very busy. Not only are they may have a, a slightly um, lowered attention span, they're also busy, and we need yeah, to respond. Let's be honest. We're we're in marketing, and uh, and and people don't necessarily love numbers when it comes to uh, the mm. the marketing industry. So as as straightforward as we can get, as simplistic as we can get, that's. That's the name of the game here, and and otherwise you're starting to potentially talk over uh, over the heads of, of others, and it's not what our intent is at all. Uh, it's it's definitely one to, you know, to to make everyone better, to to try to achieve better results. And I also think that keeping it um, simple and highly actionable, like clearly dem demonstrable, means that it will be applicable across the wide range of experiences that we will cover, because experiential marketing is such a broad church. Um, but you could apply this to a car sale and to um, a sample, a sampling activation. Um, and that metric can still be relevant, where if you're trying to sort of look at things like, for instance, time spent, you know, you've got a very short time spent with a sampling um, experiential and a very long time spent in a car show. And how do you then start to quantify these things? So really, it has to be about something that um, that is straightforward, applicable to as many um, engagements as possible and genuinely has business value. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with what Katie just said. I think the question I often ask when trying to figure out what to measure is so what? Meaning that <laughs> if I've given an array of like, here are 20 things that the client or the brand wants to measure, what really matters in, ta in terms of what can we action? What can we, can, what, can we do something with the data as a result? So, for example, if a client says to um, we, let's talk, let's say a, a trade show stand, you know, we want a lot of traffic to our trade show stand, you know, so what you get, so we can, we can make it look busy, you know, fine. It's a busy trade show stand, but that is, there's no actual business value inherent in a busy trade show stand. Now, if you're telling me we want to generate loads of leads, fine, we can have that conversation and maybe that's, that's the actual business goal, not the busy mm -hmm. stand. The busy stand is a strategy to achieve the goal. Potentially, there are many strategies to potentially achieve that goal. The question are, is what are the goals that actually matter to the business, not what are the kind of ephemeral kinds of KPIs that we all tend to measure traditionally in this industry?
Yeah, uh, the, the so what is a is a great question to to throw back because it flummoxes people. If you know you get a you get you get <laughs> somebody who says life. to you, look at this, look at this amazing, look, look at this graph that I've prepared with all the stats on for this that, and the other. So what? And the one the classic so what to me in in the exhibition industry was the headline visitor numbers. We had twenty eight thousand people through the door over the course of the weekend and three days of the show. Okay. So, uh, you're, you're Good job. Free Krispy Kreme. So, I mean, what was so what? <laughs> Q memes. Q memes on WhatsApp. <laughs> and, and, and you know, Katie, uh, it, it, it is that, that that to me is a classic one, isn't it? That, that's the ultimate sort of so what metric for me was the in, in the old world of exhibitions. And we we've moved on such a lot there, and, and we are in this fortunate position where we have so many better ways and methods with which we can measure uh you know return of investment and 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 all of those sort of key key things that we want out of it but i suppose it was was part of the creation of this collective and 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 this organization to actually be able to sort of cut through just how much there is out there and we've talked about simplicity but you know is 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 that going to really shape how it goes forward from here yes i think so i think you know clients um Clients may have other measures they wish to measure, and um, and we would discuss those with them. So we're not what, what this coalition is not saying is this is the only thing that you measure, or this is the only thing that's important. What it is trying to say is let's um, let's have some integrity in our measurement. Um, let's have some clearly defined and agreed upon um, things that we can benchmark across across other people. Let's be sure that the measurement is being done in a correct fashion, because you know anyone can make up numbers if they wish to. Yep. Um, so it's just um, it's having that it's just having that benchmark from which you can then evolve. And if there are other things that if the client specifically wants to measure the amount of time um, and sees that as a good, for instance, a good reflection on a, an entertaining content experience. And that is our objective. Then that, you know, we will measure those things. It's just um, how can we get to some kind of standard that's going to work across the industry? Because there have been standards in the past, but they haven't. They haven't been broadly applicable and that mm-hmm. has been a problem you know and what what we are think all about is integrity and doing a good job like what we really want to do is a good job and a lot of that is to do with understanding the job that you did and delivering for the client so that's that's i mean certainly speaking personally and speaking on behalf of my company that's that's a key aim for us dax you're nodding vigorously yeah, because I just here. completely so much agree. I mean, I think the reason the, the, the reason that this coalition was formed is, first of all, that we believe if we do better measurement, that the resulting event work will be better. Mm-hmm. And so the goal is to elevate the industry, to demonstrate the value of this channel mm-hmm. so that our clients can justify their budgets, can improve their programs. And I think there needs to be some standardization in order to do that. And so they can and some benchmarking, as Katie mentioned. So what one of the goals is that we can publish as as a coalition to our members. Here are the averages that you compare against. And that's where you actually understand if what you're doing is delivering results because you're comparing Mm -hmm. it against the benchmark. Without that, it's difficult to know. We in Smile started doing digital events a year ago in earnest. I mean, we had done dribs and drabs before that, but really like focusing on digital. Those first results came in and we didn't know if they were good. And the clients were asking us, is this this a good result or not a good result? And we had no comparative points 
um, to use for that. And now we do. And I think that's kind of one of the goals is to say, if we can continually do measurement consistently, we can improve the results and that therefore improve our industry overall. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, the, the guy who says, did, you, did your horse win? Yes. How many runners were there? One. You know, if, if, yeah. if you're presented with a load of figures and facts from from somebody saying how successful your event was, but you don't know how those figures stack up alongside events of a similar nature, then ultimately those metrics and those figures mean diddly squat. If, if you don't know where you sit as an average or as a mean or wherever you want to sort of put yourself in there, Matt, um, you've got to see where you are alongside other people. Absolutely. I mean, we talk about optimization all the time, and I don't know how you can potentially optimize if you don't know where you fall within the spectrum of, of things, right? Um, I think to the other, uh, the other degree of, of something that Dak said, in terms of, of that need for standardization is we're, you know, by trying to, to create that standardization, trying to create the, the understanding of, of what we're doing and, and justifying the work that that goes into the experiential industry, all of us are competing for marketing dollars as well. And so we're constantly going up against, you know, traditional methodologies and digital and, and, and other forms that, that do have certain standards. And there, there is a easier way for others to say, here's how objectively we're doing within a space. We want, all of the same things. We, we want to be able to do that as well and say, objectively, within what you're doing experientially, it's significantly better than what's happening across the board. And so where you should invest is, is to that. And, and to, the, to the flip side, if it's not going well, we're all, you know, we're all in good client relationships. You know, it's, it's all about how do, we, how do we pivot what we're doing? How do we adjust what we're, what we're offering in order to create better results for for our clients well that, that that that's the thing isn't it you know you 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 learn from failing don't you so but ultimately if all you're showing to people is success they'll never know really how to improve you know you have to have the confidence in your own uh, offering to be able to say sometimes this didn't work you know and, and yeah. being able to show that that didn't work is sometimes as important Dax, as, as showing that it did work because you can adjust Yes. And I think, you know, event marketers <clears throat> tend to get tend to be scrutinized very heavily when it comes to budgets. And so if they don't have evidence to support that what they're doing is working, then they're likely to be cut. I mean, I worked with a client many years ago who told me that primary metric of their event success was were the executives happy. And she said, if my executives are happy, then I'm happy. And then a new CFO came into the company and cut the event, didn't see the value, no, no understanding of value, and the event was gone. And so I just think there are many examples like that. And so we have to be able to demonstrate value um, because, as Matt said, we're competing against other channels that are much cheaper than events, if we're honest about it. You know? And so it's easy to default to digital and say, look at the reach I can get with digital. Therefore, we have to demonstrate why this isn't a, a channel for, um, worth the investment. Mm. Well, one thing I'd like to, to, to 
to touch on with all three of three of you today is um, just reading through the press release that that um, announced that you know for the first time you're going to be welcoming individual members and corporate brands to the EMMC, and the fact that the UK Centre for Events Management at Leeds Beckett University is going to be assisting in validating um, that that process. I, I, I'd love to ask how that particular relationship came about. You know the university's role in this and what they're going to be doing because when you're asking people to join any form of organisation. From, from a membership point of view ultimately their first question is going to be what do I get out of it and what credibility or standing will that give me professionally um, first of all it's great to see Leeds uh, involved in it because I'm, I'm up in Yorkshire um, but yeah if, if one of you wants to take uh, take the reins on that and tell me about the relationship with Leeds um, I may know the most so I'll, I'll kick in on that so jump in yeah yeah one of our members um, suggested well actually going back a bit we have been having a conversation around how do we get an external body, not competitive, to kind of validate the approaches that we're taking so that we can have a stamp of approval that says mm -hmm. you're doing credible measurement, credible data collection, analysis, reporting. And it was important for us to have that, that external body um, kind of audit the approaches of the members and say like, yes, you're doing a good job. Um, we then looked around for who could do that, <laughs> and it was not easy. Um, and then, and then one of our more recent members, um, uh, Mark Bagnall, suggested Leeds Beckett, and he knew the woman there who ran the event, um, a group, the event practice. Yeah. And um, and that's how it came about. And we we just totally hit it off. She understood what we we're going for. And I think having a university um, involved mm -hmm. is also feels quite credible. You know, it feels like. You know, there's an academic element to this, which I think is which is great. Um, and again, it's someone who's not competing and not trying to get business from us. Uh, and so therefore it feels pure and the right way to go to move forward. Of course, when you talk about university, you know, people naturally will will understand that university is is, is a home of of research. Of, yeah, exactly. uh, of an analytical approach to things, of a methodical way in which they calculate research and evidence and present it back to somebody so that it's it's clear and impartial. Um, and and that strikes me certainly as as, as one of the key ethos behind you know this coalition um, be, being set up Katie if I could ask you something about um, st standardization not meaning the same um, it's, a, it's a conversation I've had with a lot of people you know when you standardize something or you you bring stuff in line so that everybody can follow a similar pathway it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody has to follow exactly the same path which is important I guess as a message to communicate to an industry that are servicing many, many different types of live events is yeah. that they don't have to all follow a standardized path. But what this is doing is, is perhaps just a, a, a methodology in which that they can benchmark against other people. Yes, I think you kind of, I don't know what to say because you, you sort of said it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Essentially, the, we, we've, the press you know, release is good then. <laughs> <laughs> With with such a with so many different ways to approach uh, creating an experience, which I think is probably one of the things that as event marketers we all love and relish. Like this, no no two are quite the same. Um, you you can't just you can't always use the same measure. So to go back to that sort of the amount of time that you would spend in an in an experience, it's not it's not a credible thing to benchmark against because. If you've got something that's, you know, 5,000 square foot versus something that's 80 square foot, you're going to have a very different amount of time just by virtue of getting from one side to the other. 
So, um, so we have been striving to think about what are the things that are useful, what are the things that are generally applicable, um, and not and as we say, you know, simplify it because some of the clients will want will want some specific measures. We don't want to be dictating to that level of granularity. What we're just looking for is um, the ability to work together to work on the things that we believe have the most impact essentially on both client business and then evolving experiences you know out of that um so absolutely same you know not everything is the same and and that has been i think that's one of the reasons this has come about because it's been a real conundrum how you do measure it what do you do and what can you agree on and i think that's um one of the great things is that we are moving you know to get something that we can all agree on and that will be value to all of us whether sort of large or small at risk of throwing a hand grenade in, how are you going to measure your own success when it comes to the EMMC? <laughs> that's a really good question. I don't know that we've yeah. defined that, um, but that's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, opening this up most recently to new members, more smart people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of our success factors is the impact we can have as an industry body, as an association. Um, it's a not-for-profit, so we're not looking to make money. Um, all of us are volunteering our time. There is a small membership fee, but we use it for overhead and social media and things of that nature. Um, But success, I think, is industry impact and whether we are able to actually meaningfully change how things are done in the world. Yeah, it's it's going to be an an interesting one. Um, I I think it's something that's been needed for a long time, hasn't it? A a joined up way of thinking, Matt, on on, on the, the presentation, the development, the generation of, of um, data analytics metrics. There are so many terms and, and, and I do think that the, the people who are tasked with organizing events are perhaps blinded by the sheer minefield of, of what's out there at the moment, what they should be looking at, what they shouldn't be looking at. And, and they, they need some help ultimately. And I guess if you guys can show that you've all collectively come together to try and help them, there will be maybe a more collective approach to adopt some of those principles. Well, I think it's a it's a great point. I mean, there there are hundreds, perhaps, of of different metrics that are out there that that people could could point to. But go back to to what Dax said earlier. With so many of them, it's it's so what you know. It's just a metric for for having for having a piece of data, and data doesn't tell data by itself doesn't tell the story. You know, it's it's a matter of how that data can be contextualized, how you can analyze the, you know, the value of what it does and, and, and consult as a result of what the data says to be able to, to guide, to guide your clients' brands into, into the, you know, the, the right, the right approach, the right path. Um, so I, I do think that a lot of times it's about trying to get to, you know, what are the metrics that matter and, how do you how do you quickly get to those and 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 harness the power of what they offer mm-hmm. in order to in order to better results at the end of the day? Because I think going back to to even your last question, James, um, how are we going to validate success? I think honestly, a lot of times validating success it, it may even come a bit anecdotally. You know, as we start to have our our conversations with with other people who are in the industry, um, you know, certainly from certainly from the brand side, and they think that the approach is the right one, 
and that they they feel like there's a ton of value that is being given as a result of being a part of of this group that to me is is kind of where where the rubber is going to meet the road here because there's some so often conversations of well here's the way that that we go about things here's our our process here's our methodology and a lot of times it's a back and forth of of coming to a mutual agreement between what an agency has to say and what a what a brand what a brand has to say and if brands out there start to to say the approach and the methodology that that the EM, the EMMC uh, organizations are taking is a sound one we're already three steps ahead of the game so yeah. that's that's where i think the the most value for for this organization will will be found can I ask a couple of two quick questions, Dax, before we before we wrap up the podcast today? Yeah. Um, first of all, how much uh, conversation have you had with industry bodies, um, and what's their reaction been to the coalition and what you propose to do? And and secondly, then where do you where do you see this? Hopefully, in in twelve months' time, once live events are back up and they are running, um, this is potentially a great time to be launching something like this. So, firstly, your involvement with the with the other sort of trade bodies and, and organisations within the industry. Yeah, I think we've actually not had many conversations with those bodies because this has been behind the scenes until a month ago. But we are starting to now have some of those chats, and I think some of them see us as a threat. Um, because they've been also figuring out some measurement things on their own. And I disagree. I mean, I think, great, you know, maybe we can join up and, and make sure we all are aligned or whatever. Um, but others have welcomed it um, because they're still, they're struggling and their membership are struggling with the same challenges, but it's still early days. And I would welcome uh, other industry bodies to reach out to us. Um, I think this is the moment to, to have those conversations and make sure we can maybe align with other industry groups. The other question you've asked is the timing. And I think, again, when we decided, first of all, with the rise of digital events and virtual experiences came lots of data this last year. And I think that made it even more clear that measurement or proper measurement and analysis of data was critical, even with digital events and virtual experiences. I mean, that's, that's happening right now. And we need to apply this, this thinking now. But also, you're right to say that we also thought this is a pause in our industry, at least in terms of physical events. And maybe when we come back, we can do so in a much better way. We can build better programs coming out of this. So if we use this time to say, let's prepare this foundational resource, then we can apply it to the physical events that are soon going to be returning, we all hope. It does feel like a rebrand and a, a relaunch, a chance to really yeah. do things differently. We we talk so much in the industry about doing things differently, but you know, very rarely I think are we afforded the opportunity to genuinely do that. And um, I don't know about you guys, but it feels to me that certainly the, the next couple of months, two, three months until the end of this year, we've got a real opportunity to, to relaunch, to rebrand, to do those things differently that we've always talked and you know uh, uh, and tub thumped about, but you know maybe never actually gone ahead and. and committed to do it and it's it's great to see what you guys are doing if um if any of our podcast listeners would like to find out more about the experiential marketing measurement coalition the emmc eventmeasurement.org is the website to go to i don't know if there are any social feeds uh that have been launched uh, to support just linkedin so we just launched our linkedin so you can find us on linkedin also event measurement i think is the linkedin url event measurement great and eventmeasurement.org once again that website to go and find out what the guys are up to today uh there'll be 
plenty of information on there, information on how to join, how to become a member. And I'm sure, guys, if, if, if any of our podcast followers want to um, want to reach out to any of you individually to ask questions to Katie, to Matt or to Dax, you'll be able to find them on uh, on LinkedIn and, and all the other platforms. Um, guys, thanks very much for taking a bit of time out to join us today. Um, it's been a pleasure to have your input. If you're watching the podcast today on eventindustrynews.com, uh, go over to your favourite podcast platform and you can listen to audio versions of all of the previous episodes of the Event Industry News podcast. Uh, over 230 or so now, I believe, this this marathon that it has become since that fledgling of an idea, like all good things are, several years ago. Um, of course, if you are listening to us whilst you're out, enjoying the spring sunshine, when you get back to your laptop or to your desk with a cup of coffee, head over to eventindustrynews.com and have a look at some of the latest news, features and supplements that has been going on. A little reminder, of course, to check out the partner podcast, Mr. Adam Parry, on the Event Tech Talk Show, talking all things event tech. Of course, as we run up to Event Tech Live USA Canada in June. Um, Dax, Matt, Katie, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. And uh, to all of our followers, we'll see you very, very soon on the next edition. Thanks very much. Goodbye. (laughs) 